I pledge myself to the pod. Loyal I'll always be. A P to start, a D at the end, and an O sitting in between. Welcome back to an Omnipratus. I'm Jay, like the letter. No, I'm not changing it. I'm here with AVO and for our lovely Greek Life series. You might have heard a little laugh on the other end. We have our sister Stell on today. Hello. Welcome, Stell. Thank you. And we have an extra special, super fun, probably incredibly embarrassing episode ready for you all today. We are going to talk about our life in college with frat parties. Don't get too excited. We are all currently looking and seeking new employment opportunities, (laughs) so don't get too excited. And of course, drinking in the United States is meant for those over 21 responsibly. Mm -hmm. Uber and Lyft prices have gone up, but that just means to do it infrequently, not to risk driving, of course. Mm -hmm. And if possible, get yourself a designated driver. Angela would be a great one. She just needs to get the driving part of it. The designated (laughs) we've gotten. Oh, the driving is so scary. I thought about driving when because no because well as soon as they're like oh the bottom list is included i'm like oh we'll clean them right mm-hmm. you're like there goes my uber no, i'm just kidding so so the way i decided we, we are going to share one of our favorite stories with you i always tell this story because it's like as one of the few times in life where i always say i love I'm an extroverted person, but like to make friends, I I make them when I need them. I don't make them just to have them, which I'm trying to get better at. Like once I have my friend group, I'm kind of like, okay, that's it. Like I'm I'm good. Mm-hmm. So when I joined my sorority on the day we got our bid cards, I like got my I loved my sorority. I loved my big kind of stalkery, loved my big. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want I want to be friends with her. I don't know where she is, but I want to be friends with her. But when it came <laughs> to the girls in my new member class, like I didn't know any of them. Everyone I was in my group to my knowledge, found their homes in different places, as we say. So mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone. Crap, I have no friends. I'm excited to do this. I don't know too. So there were two girls standing on a wall. One of them, I don't really remember what <laughs> but then there was Estelle <laughs> in like a little purple top and some hair that looked like it was dyed a few years ago. Definitely, yeah. It was a weird <laughs> experiment. I remember the color. But I like walked up to them and I was like, so like we're sisters now. And fortunately, Estelle and the other girl like responded back and started talking. So we ended up writing in the car together, do our bid day celebration and doing some things. Bid day is the day when you get your bid to join your organization. And from then on, we've realized we lived in the same dormitory and we would go to meetings together, which were weekly. And we would hang out. And another one of our sisters was in my hall who still became pretty close with. So we all just kind of like bonded. And like, fortunately, by miracle, God, whatever you believe in, like, I picked the person who was still into my life almost eight years later. Yay. And she's looking at Angela, but we all know it's me. (laughs) It is you. (laughs) Yay. I'm just kidding. Likewise, though. No, it's so funny. We'll have to cut this. But no, it's so funny because you picked Stell and I picked the YouTuber. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty on brand. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, I never knew your experience, um, Angela. So am I going to be able to hear that too? Uh, Well, no, mine was was pretty similar to Jay. Like I didn't know anyone. I don't think any, I bonded with anyone from my group. So when I walked into that room in the hub where like they have everyone like huddle and like they put you together with your new member class, I just sat down and talked, started talking to the first 
first person like on my right. And that turned out to be. And so when everyone was asking me later that day, like, oh, who do you know? I'm like, I don't really know anyone. I was like, I met this girl and her roommate. And they were like, oh, the YouTuber. And I was like, what's that? Like, what are you talking about? You're like, who? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like, she's famous. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, and so then everyone just like kept talking about, they're like, oh, like you met, this feels awkward now. (laughs) Someone asked me if I was, when I went into the thing, I'm assuming just because like an Asian person. Oh man. Are you, I'm like, are you the YouTuber? I'm like, no. no. Like, who's that? <laughs> Am I supposed to be her? No, I'm just <laughs> Back on topic, mm-hmm. excuse you, to Estelle's story. Yes. So this is, okay, this is not necessarily my favorite story about you, Estelle, but this is the oh, one no. that comes to mind oh, most. No, it just because it comes to mind most frequently and it seems so random, but it was okay. in my, my senior year chapter retreat and you came by to like help moderate a discussion in my group and everyone was, that was in the getting- Yeah. And everyone was super off topic and we were almost like borderline in an argument and someone turned to you and they're like, Stel, clap. And you did the from like the song. Oh, that's right. Um, I don't, oh man, it's, I don't remember the name of it. I'll look it up later, but you know, it's like the song you hear at like every party and yeah. so they told you still clap and you did that. And then everyone heard it and they just laughed and turned and started like laughing, but also yelling at you. And they're like, no, Stell, like sorority clap. I think I remember that. Oh my God. Like, cause you know, like when you're in like attention? a group and in a, t- so, yeah. That's what we wanted or that's what we got. No, that's what we wanted, but we got the. It's like, uh, I don't want to say a twerk anthem, but it's something it, it you hear in the yeah, clubs. Yeah. So it's like oh. club claps. And so I, <laughs> I went to that first. I kind of remember that moment. Oh, what's a club? I just lost the moment. Yeah. So I, and this happened just yesterday. I was, I didn't go to the gym. So I just put on some music and I was dancing around my kitchen and that song came on and I started clapping. And then I was like, oh my God, Stell. <laughs> oh, so sweet. <laughs> I just remember one of the videos I keep on my phone every time I transfer it <gasps> is scared. this one of it was af- it was the one time I drove at our campus um it was after block part it was like after yeah it was after that um it is our lovely friend who's also on this podcast Amanda guiding okay. Stel through the hallway backwards crawling <laughs> And then oh, follow I us. know that one. And then at the very end, Amanda starts going beep, beep, beep. And she just keeps getting louder. <laughs> and then like at one point, it looked like you like fell asleep. And then like you guys had like an exorcism where you like, like rose and then went back down. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. And I remember I love that video because I remember how long my hair looked. So I would like my first thought was like, oh, my gosh, my hair is so long. And then my second thought is like, what am I doing going back? <laughs> it's okay, Stell. I've also shared the story on here about how also after a block party, I think I got really drunk and wrapped myself in a balloon arch and started yelling that I was DNA. I feel like I heard that story once. Oh yeah, that one too. <laughs> Which I think I think everyone's also heard at and this then point. Someone else once came over after one of these events and fell asleep with the plastic bag on their face. Oh, I have pictures oh. of that too. Ev- everyone's <laughs> everyone's had their moment. True, very true. Is there a story that either or both of us comes to mind for you? Well, I will say like something on my origin story, my bid day, if that's cool. So I'll give you a fun fact though. I didn't, let me see. I almost didn't go through recruitment if it wasn't for my roommate who actually helped me to pay for the entrance fee. Oh, that's so so nice. So I had the money to pay for it, but I think at the time you had to use a credit card or a debit card to register. And I was a little freshman college newbie for 
first gen student. I don't even know if I had a debit or a credit at that point. I don't think I did. So she was like, oh, like I'll just do the payment for you and you can pay me in cash. And I was like, sure. So thanks to that kind gesture, I was able to start my path with our family there. I was gonna, I was this close to saying our family name, um, but like, you know, <laughs> start our journey with Jay and with Angela and all that stuff. So shout out to her. Was it the roommate whose wedding you just officiated or the one who joined? The one who joined with me. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. And then from there, I don't even remember what shirt I was wearing on bid day. So thanks for... I think it was a lavender like spaghetti strap top from what I can remember from pictures. That sounds that sounds like something I would wear. But yeah, anyways, so that's my little story. But okay, you can do another topic and then I'll think of stories that come to mind about you guys. All right. Well, I mean, just kind of piggybacking off of your memory, I guess our other question for everyone in this series is why did you decide to join a sorority? <gasps> oh, that's a loaded question, but I love it. So basically, like a lot of other people who, not a lot of other people, but some people look into joining a sorority. I was looking for a home away from home. And as you all know, I'm from sunny San Diego, California. I'm from Chula Vista, but San Diego is the county that I'm from. And so not a lot of people actually went to our school. So I didn't really know that many people going there. And so the only people who I actually became friends with at first were my hallmates. And I was really lucky because I was praying the whole time like oh I hope I get some really cool roommate my worst nightmare was getting a roommate who was scary or mean so I didn't want that so luckily I didn't have that but I still wanted to get involved on campus because I was really involved in high school so I wanted to give it a try and I think I've always kind of liked the sorority life I saw it in movies and I saw the cool letters and I just was intrigued by that so I wanted to check it out and so I did and I know that our campus offered multicultural sororities too. And so I kind of wanted to look into that too. But during orientation, I walked, what is it? Tabling, right? That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. So I walked around and I got to see some of the tables with during orientation, I met my first friend in college and she was also interested in joining a sorority. And so her and I walked around at the tables to kind of get to see which ones we could join. And so through that, I met some of the Panhellenic sororities. And so they were really cool and I love their tables and I love colors. And so so that kind of brought me in. And I don't remember if we had a chance to see the other multicultural sororities, but I was just called to the Panhellenic ones for some reason. And so it was my friend. So we were just kind of, oh, let's do this together and let's see if we end up in the same one. And that's how my, so that's why I joined one. And then I was able to meet you all lovely ladies and some other cool people and some other cool guys and fraternities. And, and I'm excited to talk about it today. So woohoo. I know I feel like tabling got a lot of people it was so weird because I did it but I was I knew I was gonna do it like I mean I didn't this was maybe not the best decision on my part I didn't really like, I was listening to people when they tabled and I was like I don't really remember but like I'm gonna go through recruitment and just see like how this actually ends up <laughs> yeah like, I realizing now being a little more unwarned and educated and thoughtful and critical thinking and all these great things we should all be in 2021, realizing the fact that I had the like 45 to $50 to pay to meet all these things and the weekend to do so. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, wasn't a, wasn't, it wasn't a second thought for me. Like it was just like, yeah, like pay for recruitment, like do it and see like where you end up. Mm-hmm. And like realizing like not everyone 
had that opportunity and then paying for it through it because being that we didn't have houses it wasn't the most expensive thing to do but it was definitely Mm -hmm. it was definitely the cost of if you were on like the basketball team or the cheer team or did a sport it cost money to do things and it's one of those things of weighing that with other responsibilities and Mm -hmm. where you find it kind of where the stereotype of paying for friends comes up Mm -hmm. but I would say like off the top of my head, there are about like seven or eight people who I'm still pretty close to this day with. Mm -hmm. I can't fully remember. So I'm going with seven to eight. And then if you take in the people who I'm very close to and all the people they're still close to, we're at about like 20, 30 people probably. And I don't consider it paying for friends because we're no longer paying and I'm still friends with these people. So (laughs) I think it's kind of like what you pay for and how you do it. And I think for me, when we started, I think this was after you graduated. When we went all inclusive, it was the best Mm -hmm. because then it was like you pay. I was fortunate. I paid annually. So like once I paid it in fall, I didn't have to be worried about it again. Ooh, fancy. That's really cool. Fancy or very, very privileged. I had some very generous family members who who gave me the money. I understand the position I was in to just get a check very generously donated for me to get to stay in this organization with these people that I loved. And I know a lot of people worked multiple jobs Mm -hmm. to afford the same thing. Mm-hmm. it's also it's about like choosing what organizations you want to join because there are other clubs that are on our campus that also have like monthly dues and things like that True. maybe not as expensive as ours were mm-hmm. but still they had to pay like a quarterly fee they had to pay for events and things like that it's just mm-hmm. they didn't do it within the confines of like a greek organization being in the good lovely panhellenic system we didn't have to pay to throw parties because mm-hmm. we let that fall on the responsibility of the men of our campus (laughs) (laughs) which was always the greatest thing because you could go to any grocery store drugstore kmart target whatever wherever any fraternity chose to shop on said given night ahead of their party and you would see 20 of them lined up each holding two handles because apparently that's how they decided to divide their alcohol purchasing their organizations and that that was really funny i actually had my mom for parents weekend and we had to go to the drugstore restocking with like toothpaste and Tylenol and all of that stuff. And we walked in and there was a fraternity there and who I knew most of the people. And they were like, Angela, and all these guys <laughs> holding candles. I'm like, meet my mother. For university parents weekend or for Greek parents weekend? Uh, university. Okay. Yeah. We had that. We did. I never asked my family to come down for anything. Yeah. My mom really liked it. She got all the newsletters and everything. And she's like, oh, I want to go to this lecture and that lecture. Oh, and I was like, cute. all right, Christopher Hayden. <laughs> Friends in your time. Oh, man. Eternity <laughs> parties. So, Stel, I believe you also were a pretty avid fan of the show Greek when it was on. Yes, I was. So, being that you were a fan of the show as well as we were, going into your first party, like, what did you think was going to happen? What did you expect? So, I guess like a lot of people, you kind of come in with these preconceived notions of what the parties are going to be like. And I don't know about you all, but I didn't really party in high school. So, absolutely. That, yeah. So, that was all new to me. In my head, I was like, okay, I'm just going to work hard in high school. And then when I get to college, I figure it out there. I think going in, I was like, oh, I'm going to keep it easy, like make new friends, meet new people. And then it just kind of like we hit the ground running. <laughs> 
Oh no, I was gonna say when what like what what was this running experience you had? Like set the scene for us. I think of our experiences as very similar but different because I joined as my second year. So I was already going to fraternity parties, but I wasn't necessarily invited. It was a thing of like maybe someone I knew had given an invitation. And so then Mm. I had an address. And then my other non-Greek friends and I would then show up and beg to be let in because we wanted to go to a party. Yeah. I think, so I, similarly to Sal, didn't go out in high school at all. I didn't have my first full drink of alcohol until I started college. Likewise. Of course, I was 21. <laughs> really? Of course, and was 21. Allegedly, maybe my first year is when I had my first drink. I had, for my senior year graduation, I had like a thing of champagne. Mm-hmm. But before that, no. I've tried sips of wine, but I never drank in high school. Mm-hmm. Never went to a party in high school. So like going to college, it was like all super brand new to me. And I think while, so that was my first kind of hit the ground running was my first um, big concert, which was like three days into starting school when I tried mm-hmm. alcohol. As Angela mentioned, like she, when she didn't join, she would still go to fraternity parties and stuff. But I think something that like is important to point out is especially on our campus, I was very naive to. On any given day, someone affiliated, not affiliated, there was a party. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So although the ones that were, I don't know, I don't want to say more coveted, but what would you say? I mean, at least in the sense that I got in my first year being outside of the Greek system was that most of the parties that were thrown by other organizations or other groups of people were shut down very quickly, okay. at least mm-hmm. the fraternities, because the school that we went to and the city that we were in, they weren't really into the Greek life system. So they were under very high scrutiny. They at least had a lot of different systems in place for like oh okay like the cops are coming like everyone like turn off the music be quiet turn off the lights if we need to be quiet for 15 minutes chill and then turn everything back on and we can resume our party okay versus like other places where everyone's just like spilling out onto the front lawn and then those are like shut down in 30 minutes okay fraternity parties were more strategic than some of the other organizations and I can definitely appreciate that (laughs) yeah so but because of that it wasn't that they were the only ones doing it like college life like our campus did like I remember my first year Halloween I decided to not go out I didn't want to do Halloween me too all my dorm mates and we're we're gonna go out we're gonna party 30 minutes later all of them Mm -hmm. come with their sad mopey heads back and I'm like what are you doing here like this party got shut down and this Mm -hmm. one got shut down and this one got shut down like this is why I didn't waste my time getting ready because I knew these were all gonna get shut down on Halloween wow we had a very similar experience but go ahead Angela (laughs) I was just gonna say that I think also one of the things that makes people feel a little awkward about fraternity parties at least the ones that we went to it's like when you get to the door and they ask like who, who do, do you know, know here oh um it's not <laughs> just their way no. of like keeping people out but also keeping their the amount of people in their house low so mm-hmm. that their party is less likely to get out of control and shut down yeah i remember my freshman year the same thing happened Jay our whole hall I was like oh we're gonna spend it together we're gonna like party whatever and because myself and another individual were in Greek life they were like oh take us to the parties like you know you're gonna get us in and we had to break it to them and say unfortunately we can't because like there's too many of us we don't Mm -hmm. really know who's in the house like we don't even know where these parties are going on so let's just Mm -hmm. try and find party through word of mouth and I think kind of going back to 
what you're talking about, Angela, it's like other orgs and other groups of people having parties. I think it was more like the environment and the people you're exposed to, because I only knew of the Greek related parties, Mm -hmm. but I always, I always heard other people say like, oh, snowboard club is having a party or XYZ club. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, how do you meet these people? Because I've never heard of them. I don't know who's in these clubs. How can we go to these parties that aren't Greek related? Because you know, they're, they're fun too, but Mm -hmm. I didn't really know anybody in those social circles. So it's kind of hard to branch out of that Greek party scene without knowing the other, you know, other people. It really is, especially because I feel like ours are probably the most well-known, but then I've heard of other parties that sounded infinitely cooler from some of my friends who were in the science majors and they Mm -hmm. knew people who were maybe in grad school and like they still did theme parties and put together like these really elaborate events, but they kept it to the people that they know. So like their house would maybe have 30 people that they all knew really well and Everyone would still do everything that we did, but just in a more controlled environment. That was known yeah. as a kickback. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say like, oh, I noticed when it was like hallmates or other people outside of Greek life, it'd be more of a kickback or whatever. So fun. Realizing kind of the conversation we're having, I did feel a, looking back, a naiver sense of safety for me personally, being at a fraternity party, knew it, mm-hmm. knowing that I had people who I knew, or at least no one was more than, it felt like one degree away from someone who they either knew, respected, trusted. And again, I felt like a little bit of a sense of Mm -hmm. Like we say in another episode, my big Allie and Angela's big Megan (laughs) were relatively popular among fraternity men. And if a, if a guy knew one of them, at least they were a lot more respectful to me. I don't know if you had that experience. Oh no, definitely. There was this one guy who was super obsessed with my big and he went out of his way to then try to win her favor by being really nice and attentive to all of the littles. (gasps) Wow. So like he'd offer to like get her food. And if she'd say no, he'd be like, oh, well, do you think your littles want food? And so, (laughs) I mean, we only did it once, but I think we sent him him to three different locations. (gasps) Well, I mean, that reminds me of like, because you're only children. Yes. 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 Right. Yeah. So like I have a big sister. So honestly, when I would go to school and I would hear people say, oh, you're so-and-so's little sister, aren't you? I'd be like, hair flip. Yes, that's me. (laughs) So I would say like the same translated to our bigs and littles because it was nice to hear people be like, oh, you're so-and-so's little, like, oh, you're so cool. Or like, oh, so-and-so is really cool. Like, welcome to whatever. But now I'm thinking, sitting here talking to you both, like, I hope I left a good impression for my little, like, I hope people are like, oh, you're so-and-so's little, I liked her instead of Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're her little. So we'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully we're in good graces. I know. I I think your littles did just fine being their Instagram. Thank you. Hopefully. Sure. Mm. Someone might know someone in one of these groups, but there was a naive thing of like, because our school was, I think like 10% Greek life. Mm -hmm. Someone who I, someone in my organization would take it seriously if something happened to me. So there was Mm -hmm. kind of like, a unspoken like tethered thread that like accountability would happen Mm -hmm. even if it didn't well see I didn't even think of it that way but as far as a lot of outside parties went any place that was charging admission to someone who was like oh like I don't like like they didn't like how do I put it no like not like not like a club but like when you'd go to parties and like people would cut like house parties and people would come who didn't go to UCR weren't from the area looked like they were like 35 or 40 40 years old and they're like oh sure you can come in just give me five bucks like that didn't feel safe at all yeah I, 
I think I only went I think I only went to fraternity parties oh yeah I was gonna say I feel like I know parties that yeah they were typically the ones who would that would happen versus like at least like well in the Greek system like they would keep it to like only our brothers are in here and we're only letting in like girls that someone knows or knows someone in here so like Mm -hmm. the risk management in my brain too Jay kind of like to tag (laughs) to piggyback what you were saying in my head it was more like oh if something happens we can find the people accountable because Mm -hmm. there's the they have the charters they have the you know the members on a list or something and like I'm not trying to you know get anybody in trouble but if something Mm -hmm. did Mm -hmm. happen at least it could be like yeah you could trace it back to oh so and so saw this person so in my head it was also a safety thing like oh well at least we know who these people are versus Mm -hmm. like you said Angela you're from another county what are you doing at this party you know it's like right (laughs) think about like at all times because even when sororities host parties I think because we do it a lot more infrequently we're maybe not as prepared for these things because I mean I'm sure you guys remember there's one party that we threw ourselves that got very out of hand I think I do remember was I there you were there (sighs) yeah I might have not been there mentally but I remember being there physically (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it just wasn't even people in our party but people outside who wanted to come into the party who didn't go to Um, our school fall 15 uh yeah then I oh I remember that because I was because I was busy and I I punched who tried to push Olivia down but wait, wait oh, this was geez. before but this is before they were that was before yeah right yeah yeah oh, I, I do. remember that okay oh yeah. my god I remember because some guy was trying to like be creepy with us and I was like yeah I was with her and we were like yeah we're gonna leave bye we're like, oh did you hear that or yeah and like ran yeah. away from him three times wasn't this and you can bleep this out this was where there was like a fight right like a fight yeah. broke out. oh yeah so there were and, like egg throwing <laughs> Yeah. So there were basically got, there were like a couple were standing outside and then there were these guys like no affiliation to UCR or the Greek system who were just like driving around the block and were taunting them and then tried to tell him to leave. And then they got out of the car and got into a fight on the doorstep and then all hell. Yeah, we were in the living room waiting to go home. Um, and then like all hell broke loose and I could hear it. And I went to the door and Estelle Yerbig was on the other side. And she told <gasps> me, she's like, do not let anyone out. She's like, don't let them out. And it was getting really bad. And then all the fraternity guys that were there started surging through. because They're like, gotta protect my brothers. And so oh. I grabbed the living room and I was like, do not let anyone here. I've like put girls in front of the door, in front of the windows. I sent them into the bedrooms and I told them, lock the door. Like, don't let anyone in. Like, you can't let anyone out of the house. And then fucking called the cops on us oh that's right were they near we're across the street so they could see what was happening so they called the cops and they told them that there was a party going on and people from the party like we're starting a fight I totally forgot about that I like but wow I but yeah I think it just goes to show that we're we're not as prepared so when things like that happen we don't really know how to handle it oh yeah no there was a reason that we left it up because the thing in an environment similar to that that can't escalate there's no way a group of 20 something intoxicated females will know how to appropriately handle that situation men don't either however they have some size that can help to de-escalate things faster than they 
can with females. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, and just if someone decides that they actually want to swing on them, they can like go blow for blow versus Correct. like us. Well, like Jay, for you and me, Stella, you're taller than us, but like we're like yes. half of someone's height. <laughs> yeah. Which is surprising that you get hit in the face so often then. <laughs> Cause you didn't think they'd reach down. Right. Well, that's what one of my coworkers made this comment the other day. He's like, yeah, he's like, you must catch a lot of elbows and like swinging hands. Oh, I get elbows. Uh-huh. Yep. I do. I can Thank elbow you. Back, Circling back to this party, which we're kind of <laughs> this infamous party. One okay. of the things is we, my first kind of party-ish thing, and because of course this didn't happen, allegedly whenever there was a new new member class, the group of sisters would come together just for sisters and for the new members to meet, also to like help find littles and bigs and connect people, would host a party, supposedly, allegedly, where drinking was completely optional. I remember walking out, I was one of the first people there with the stew took me, and she was like, oh, do you want to drink? I'm like, um, I'm okay right now. She's like, okay. And then like, everyone's like, you can drink, you don't have to drink. I think I was never pushed when I didn't want to and I think mm-hmm. my a few of the times where like some of the guys might have been a little pushier and my big was there she'd be like no like she's all new but that was like my first experience and it was really nice and it was obviously very tame because it was all sisters it was smaller mm-hmm. I wish we had more get-togethers just as sisters is what I meant not more of I don't know you can cut this out I didn't mean to say more of underage drinking parties that's not what no, I meant to it's say fine. But... no you're good, no, you're good. Uh, there we go especially like when you're new to college or even during it is nice to kind of have that girls night or just like a, okay this is just us and like in a safe environment especially because when you go out a lot it was fun but it could get really messy sometimes too it has to do with boys being there and like oh I'm trying to dance I'm trying to kiss someone I'm trying to whatever and then when it's just sister I mean that could happen too I guess if you're into that as well but for the most part it's more like friendship and more bonding time and just being with each other so those times were fun and I think too like if you ever did get messy around sisters it wouldn't be like an embarrassing big mess it would just Mm -hmm. be like oh this happens or like oh this happened to me last year don't worry so it was more mm-hmm. like something to laugh off instead of, oh my God, did so-and-so see me? Oh, he's not going to text me back. I mean, I think it definitely goes with the whole thing of if men disappeared for a night, what would women do? Go running with both earphones in, walk, take a walk at night, go out at night. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it just kind of feeds that narrative because we yeah. always knew if you got, if you were stuck at a sister's house, worse things was happening, you're sleeping on the floor, not your, you could still, but the likelihood of you getting assaulted is much lower. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're getting taken advantage of just being in an all-female environment even hypothetically if like we crashed another sororities party i would say for the same thing because Mm -hmm. when it comes to being female we all share that experience yes i'm differentiating dagers fraternity bid days and then fraternity regular parties because i think those are three different groups and date auctions date auctions oh don't get me started on those (laughs) just kidding (laughs) but they feel like they are no, they don't. Uh, I think it could be under date frat auctions, party. Uh, date auctions will go between frat parties and bid day then. Okay. Okay. So regular okay. frat parties. Let's just do like a rapid round robin of like, just name like one of the party themes you remember attending. ABC. Dirty Disney. Surfboard. Oh, okay. And so for those of you who don't know, an ABC mm. party is an anything but clothes party. Yes. My turn, right? Yes. Linger rave. That one always hurt my brain. Lingerie. Oh, there we go. Lingerie. Lingerie, not lingerie. Oops. Uh-huh. But we didn't. We really didn't get as into it on our campus as they do at other places. No, but mm-hmm. the names they got pretty into. So yeah. there's still a couple more. I want to oh. hear more. Angel, ah. Angel, I know. Yes. I totally made a list before Don't look this. at the list. Okay. Hoka parties. Tropic like it's hot. H-O-E's and golf pros, right? Uh, oh, C- oh yeah. CEOs. CEOs. 
Oh, see, oh, oops. Well, they took it off that other one, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think they did. Call of Booty, the military theme. <gasps> Beanies and bikinis, which was... Oh, yeah. like That one was pretty creative, if I may say so. <laughs> that is a pretty great one. Was there ever like a sports theme? Athletes like a... and mathletes. There we go. Yeah. Yep. Oh, we have a cute picture with that theme, Jay. I remember. We do. I remember one time a fraternity threw just a straight up pajama party and people wore like onesies or like their like two-piece sets. I like no, I don't know what the, but what was it called? Like they had a name for it. I will say though that because of those fraternity theme parties, I kind of want to throw birthday theme parties. Oh, same. And I know oh it's yeah, been, totally. It's been all over on TikTok, but I think something deep down inside me is like, oh, just like back in college. I so. didn't how many people loved Mama Mia parties. Like those are all over mm-hmm. my TikTok. They are. Okay. Yeah. Do we see any on yours? particularly that we missed in stoplight parties I, did that also have to do with like how far you wanted to go with someone i never went to a stop what is party. that oh, so it as far as i understood it and as far as the fraternity facebook party pages went it was red means taken yellow means oh it's complicated uh, like, it's complicated <laughs> and green was single oh, i always so wanted to go to one like of those what you were looking for oh i've never been i don't think i've ever been to one though the one where we wore cocktail dresses still you took a picture with one of the men in the I don't know. Oh, champagne showers. Oh, yeah. Champagne showers. Girl, where's my memory? Because I do not remember. We're listing party themes, but we're also calling out some of the names of parties that were given to us in college by the fraternities hosting them. So they're not universally known as this. But champagne showers is generally where you wear something kind of like semi-formal, like maybe you're wearing like a short dress. They only serve champagne. Yeah, but weirdly, there was never any sparkling beverages there. Guys walking around with champagne bottles, but they might be full of something else. And then anything that was like on a table or like passed for you was shot. Can I get a pause? Who who, who threw champagne showers? Okay, who was the host that I took a picture with? Oh, it was my date to semi, so that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't okay. saying it was bad. I was just saying like you had a picture with someone in the house that Oh, okay. Went. I thought it was like when you said picture, I was thinking of that picture of me and a, a surfboard or something. Oh, oh no. Where he's yeah, carrying I do. me. I was like, Oh that no, picture? I have those pictures. No, 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 no. That was oh no. Um speaking of themes though, around the world. Oh yeah, around the world ones were good. That's where I had my first hockey bomb. <gasps> oh, you're nice. right. That was Very a good nice. one. I like that one. The the paint parties or the white parties. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say that next too. And then and Halloween. Um, there is a well-known, I mean, I'll I'll say what their name is. AEPI is a known as a Jewish fraternity. You don't have to be Jewish to join, but it's in the IFC system. And at least on our campus and a lot of them, they like to do puns with their name. So they threw Jumanji, which was a jungle theme party. Oh, that's Julius right. Julius Caesar for their toga party. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever been to a Jumanji, actually, to be honest. I've never got to go. I was sad. The one Jumanji yeah, I too. went to was shut down in 30 minutes because when I got there, it was already really packed so we spent 20 of it in silence mm-hmm. like waiting for the cops to leave it looks cute so that's what matters those are some of the lovely theme parties we got to go to i was okay not like in terms of pillar bride that Lindsay lohan was in mean girls <laughs> but in terms of like dressing up for a party like i was so excited like i bought costumes like intentionally for parties and was so disappointed when it's like oh everyone just wears like shorts and crop tops or like bikini mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh that's where i wore, like, wore the bikini that was 
was it? That was the party. I don't remember what the theme was. I remember that. It was yeah. oh, tropic the, like it's hot, no? The one I went to with my big though. That oh. was my that was my second year. There was that's where we met up with it. But I was so excited for theme parties. Like I wanted costumes. I wanted to like fully do it and embrace it. And realizing like that no one else did. I was so like, why give it a freaking name if I don't well, get to dress up? <laughs> well, see, the thing is, I feel like I don't know. I feel like you and I at least we have very different ideas about when we want to dress up. Like I was always really into Halloween and like wanted to plan out like 10 different Halloween costumes. And you were like, no, I dress up for costume parties. Thank you. The end. Well, I think too, that's why I kind of want to make up for lost time with these birthday parties, theme parties. Also too, because I have an adult paycheck so I can make it look good. Because I think in college, you always killed the game, Jay, of course. I was more like comfy because I was still kind of shy. So I would like wear a headband or whatever you gave me. <laughs> I mean, in terms of hold, like- Hold on, I do need costume to- Costume-wise. Out of the three of us, you are not the shy one. I mean, costume-wise. Like, <laughs> okay. Out of the three of us, I am the shyest. Angela, if we were all at our peak comfort level of socializing, Angela is more social than you were, but Angela was rarely at that peak. Yeah, I'm very selective about when I want to socialize. Yeah, well, when we went out together, just me and Angela, we were princesses. We were good. We would call ourselves princesses or whatever. We were the the princesses of the No, but they would charge other random creepy dudes to come in. I thought that too, but no. Anyways, anyways, no, but I think that's why I'm more excited. Like, okay, now I can, I have Amazon Prime. Well, actually, no, because Jeff Bezos is bad. Just kidding, you could take Oh no, I okay. Well, you know, like now I kind of know what fits my body and what I like and all that stuff. So I apologize to college Jay for it's not okay. going all the way. No, I literally wore heels to I, I donated this once. I wore heels to a party that was that was a terrible decision on my part. I would go full out. Beauty is pain. Beauty like, is pain. Like Dirty Disney was my favorite. Actually, no, my favorite was the ABC parties because it everyone had to do something for mm-hmm. an ABC party. Yeah. Also, I still will always regret. I've never been to it. I never got to go to a Togo party. Really? We, oh. we sound surprised every time I bring this up. And the answer is always still no. Well, no, just because I. Oh, well, no, because I remember everyone would always make their togas out of pillowcases. And I remember us putting your big in one before. But now that I think about it, it was probably for an ABC party. Mm. Or like, a, no, I think it was an ABC party. She wore the pillowcase as her dress. Well, why didn't we go to the ABC party? I think we did. I wore foil. That was really uncomfortable. No, oh, I know. No, I wore a big plastic bubble bow for that one, but Ellie wasn't there. I think that was after she graduated. No, like we, we had like ABC socials and stuff. Oh, my first toga party was sophomore year and I invited my friends from high school and it was an interesting night to <laughs> say the least. <laughs> it was... It was pretty messy, but we used like bed sheets as the toga for us. Mm-hmm. And so that was pretty cool. So I have some pictures from that night. Friend lost their phone. Oh, we no. went back to our apartment and then I freaked out, drove back. I didn't drive back, but we took an Uber back to the fraternity house. Luckily, the DJ had it at their booth and I was able to take it back home with me. But I, I was able to do that with the help of a sister. So I went out with the sister and then I either two or three um, high school friends. I don't remember. Was it Halloween that you lost or broke your phone oh yes my uh little samsung baby phone yeah oh no good riddance okay there's this influencer youtuber her name is grace helbig she's known mm-hmm. for her comedy she's doing for another movie so she has a segment on her podcast where you tell a your worst like almost peeing or shitting yourself in public story in three words or less or phrases so in the spirit of that since again we're all looking for employment to some extent <laughs> 
tell like one of your greatest fraternity night stories in three words or phrases or less. And this is specifically to night fraternity parties. Okay. Um, First one for me that comes to mind, big lost beer pong. Hmm. That'd be one of my favorite party stories. Oh, <gasps> I just thought of one, but. Go, go, go. No, it might it. not be NSFW. <laughs> no, go say it. I'll say trash action. I don't know. I think it's hard because I feel like we went to multiple parties multiple times a month, multiple times a week. So they're kind of just like, <laughs> I think they're like glued together in my brain. And I, well, I just, I just have a phrase. Just go with your phrase then. You okay, Juan Carlos? I don't know which night we're referring to, <laughs> but I know. Oh, was that when he was having, it was when I think, was he, was that when he was having sex in the room? Oh no. Cause I wasn't there for that. I was more thinking when he was RM and he just kept walking around to me. He's like, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> Because he was so concerned that it would be his fault if something happened. Which it would be. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Good times. I think even more than that, like night themes were fun because you got to dress up, but like dangers were amazing. We're not there yet. You wanted to talk about auctions, so talk about auctions. Wait, but I thought it went night parties, dangers, auctions. No. Night parties, auctions, bid day, dangers. I have a story for bid day already, but... Okay. I'm ready for auctions too, if you want. I think it's just important to touch on auctions because if you think about it, should we feel no like patriarchy? No. I think no? auctions were the closest experience I've had to male strippers. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, should we feel bad for them? Should we feel bad for ourselves? Like that's my can we question. Just take this as part of a greater Absolutely empowerment no. thing where we all exercised our autonomy to enter this house where men would pick us up and grind us against a wall. Okay, okay. Hold hold up. <laughs> Hold up. Let's not make this sound like we went to a dang whorehouse. We didn't. A fraternity auction in the concept on paper is a night where for some either dues or for money for more parties or whatever, or for a philanthropy towards similarly to like the male pageant or for an organization, fraternity men would dress up in suits, kind of wine and schmooze with girls at the beginning to kind of get to know people. Then everyone would sit down and the men would be auctioned off to go on a date to cook dinner to go to the library to go to a movie to do something and typically in their approach to raise their bids would treat it like a strip tease or like you were at a Chippendale show although I really liked the ones that were like PG where they would you know do their talent or do their little spiel and like call it a day that I was like oh they're so sweeties but of course when we had the opposite end of that, it was kind of like, wee, right? Because like- We should have had the queen of date auctions on here still, your little. Oh, yeah. You can save her for another episode. Because <laughs> she, she actually participated and won a date auction. That was an experience. Mm-hmm. I was close to winning a date auction once on this gentleman that I had fancied over. Which org? What, the obvious one. They did a date auction? Yeah. It was at, um, oh, oh, okay. But anyways, I don't think that was my first one, but that was the first one that I actually bid on someone because I really like this person. But luckily my sisters who were with me kind of bid with me. So they were like, I think I had a cap of how much money I wanted to spend on him. And so I hit that cap and they were like, no style, just go for it. Like I'll pay the other half. Don't worry. You're good. And so like, it was multiple of them saying that. And we had a pretty good rally going on, but. The other girl just wanted it. My first date auction is where I got to meet and still have the lovely phone number of the person who tried to fuck it in my big's bed, whose name I'm blanking on. 
Wow. God. So intense. Yeah. No, I feel like, oh, wow. I haven't heard that name in years. For my first date auction, mm-hmm. they held it at like an external event because it wasn't big enough for the house. So one of our sisters, actually one of Angela's twins, got the invite to the pre-party. For some reason, Angela wasn't there, but I went with Angela's big and twin. <laughs> <laughs> No, Why were just, you there? I'm pretty sure I probably had an essay or something. Oh, okay. I, t- I took her spot rightfully in the family. Unfortunately, it was such a lucky night where Angela's twin made some great made some great quality friends with this organization that mm-hmm. me and Megan got to follow around. And then we went to the actual auction at the club and I was like, oh, this is what this is like. Yeah, I think I like, went to sit uh, close to the front and they were like, no, like we're not nope. going to sit here. Because I didn't know why. I was the young freshman. I didn't know why you don't sit in the front. And then mm-hmm. you quickly learn why you don't sit in the front <laughs> at a date auction. What was your first one? I don't even remember my first one anymore. Yeah, neither do I. I'm yeah. not sure we have that big picture of all of us. No, I'd, I'd been before that. That Okay, that one might have been my first, I think. I think I think date auctions overall are just really fun to go with with your sisters because inevitably like there's someone who really wants to bid on someone. There's the a bidding war might ensue. I don't think if I was dating a fraternity guy, I would have bid on him. I'd have let some other fool spend their money. <laughs> Angela's like, no, yeah, me. no one can see like the horrified look on my face right now, but no way in hell would I let anyone I ever buy someone that I was interested in, like to the point where we were dating and well, let alone that, if we were in a relationship. I think that would cause drama too. Right? Like it was floated to me once like, oh, like we might have a date auction, like mm. blah, blah, blah. Like I'm going to be in it. And I'm like, like, uh, no, you are fucking not. Why can't you bid on him? Well, because I didn't want to bid on him. Exactly. No, but I remember there being drama because, like, let's say a girl did have a boyfriend and then, like, someone else was bidding on him and they, like, shoot a girl dirty looks or they'd be like, um, excuse me, that's my boyfriend or something like that. Like, I remember that being a thing. Bid on your boyfriend or be okay with him. Or be okay with someone outbidding you. <laughs> I would bid on him if I would get him. I was like, we've also been to date auctions where it, the price gets up to, like, $400, $500. For the children (laughs) sure I mean fair fair for the children but also like if you're in a relationship or dating someone like that seems very drastic that you would then shell out that money for them it's like at that point I will make you a private donation and do not participate private Angela does not want people to support cancer research or or childhood literacy (laughs) Hunger in America. To be fair, this person, I'm not even sure what his philanthropy was. It probably was all for a party. Okay, well, that's different. So, yeah. I think, though, date auctions reminded me of, like, a mini bachelorette party. Because you are with your sisters or you're with, like, other girls and everyone's, woo! And all that fun stuff. I always liked it because boys were always nicer because they wanted people to bid on them. True. But But then again, they should just always be nice. Also true. But they're not. I liked it, though, when they did show off the sweet side where it's like, I'm going to take so-and-so to like a picnic or I'm going to bring them to a soccer game. And you can kind of get what their interests were sometimes. Firefighters. Nice. Oh, that was a great one. <laughs> that was a great one. I forgot about that. Okay, so you Wasn't said you're also a firefighter. There is a firefighter, everybody. So you said you had a bid day party story for us. I'm ready I for did. it. did. Okay, see. so my first bid day ever, like fraternity bid day week, I was sick. I was sick, everyone. I 
Do you guys remember that? Maybe you do, Jay. I don't know. Maybe not. Okay, so I was obsessed with the clam chowder that was in the dining hall. Oh, no. (laughs) And that should be enough. End of story. No, so I would, like, eat that up every time it was out. I loved it. I love seafood. And so I ate it the week of fraternity midweek. And I was, I think it was the date, like, the night that everyone was going to go out. Clam chowder is usually served on Fridays. Yes. So I had that and I went back to my dorm and I everyone was like texting me or whatever, Facebook, however we communicated back then. I'm sure it was like text and all that stuff. And they're like, oh, we're going to go to this party. Then we're going to go to this one. Like, what are we all wearing? I think we used um, that group SMS. Do you remember that? It was like that texting app where you could text group with like me? 30 people. Group me. Yeah. So anyways, I was all excited and then my stomach started grumbling mm-hmm. and I was confused and I went to the restroom and long story short, I got food poisoning. Oh. Yeah. And so I was up in my bunk and I was like vomiting. Sorry, everybody. If that I was sick and my roommate was going to go out because she was in our sorority at the time. So she got invited to go to these places too. And I was was like no no wait for me I was like no no I'm still gonna go out like wait for me you guys or like let me just change or something but ever after every like sentence I you know be sick Mm -hmm. so long story short I had to stay home and I kind of cried about it I think but my roommates took care of me and then I think I saw everyone's pictures or like snapchats of them having fun at all these parties and I was like no so I was sick I think that whole weekend so I couldn't really go to anything so that's my bid day story the bid day that I always go back to is um my my second year, Angela, no, fall 15 was your third year or fourth yeah, year? Yeah, third year. Fall 15 was your third year? Oh, no, fourth year. Yeah. So my second year, nope. My, <laughs> your so third year? My third year, Angela's fourth year, final answer. It's the one with, where the God whittles and everyone comes mm-hmm. to. Because it was the first time we had a plan. Fortunately, I think we had two cars. Stella was one of our lovely DDs along with our other friend. Mm-hmm. And we had new members with us. So we got to like, we went full out. And it was the one time people, because we had a car, I could fully change my outfit for each party. And I think we actually ended up hitting four or five parties. Oh, I will call um, Angela's a little out for this. I remember we were trying to, obviously with new members, we want to please them. We want them to get to go where they want. So the group ended up splitting in half because Angela's little really wanted to go to this one fraternity party. But the rest of us were like, no, because she had like one friend in her hall. Or so she actually knew like one of the new members in this fraternity and she really wanted to go. Oh, So remember- Angela's car got dragged there. We went to somewhere else. We had more fun still. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we went to that party and literally it was, it was not fun at all. They were pretty mean. And I was very concerned because my little started college young. She was still, she was 18. Yeah. Well, like everyone starts college at 18. You were 17. I was extra baby, but like, well, yeah, well, I don't know. She, she seemed very extra baby. (laughs) She She seems very, she seems very extra baby. That is what I'm going with. (laughs) And so like, she like walked in and immediately she is swarmed by these guys who I know to be fifth and sixth years. And she just seems so tiny to me. So I wrap my finger in the strap of her dress in the back. And I literally just follow her around that way. And anytime I start to lose a grip on it, that's when, I like snap back to attention and I'm right behind her, like death glaring at this guy that's pulling on her. I like that technique. Yeah, <laughs> it, it works. I, I still, I use it when I go to clubs too. When I have, I don't know, that's one thing that gets a little weird, especially when people are like intoxicated and everything. And it's like, you don't really know. It's like when they're saying like, stop, it's like, do they really mean stop? Or is it a playful stop? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'm just like, if I have like a hand on you or something and I can feel you start to slip away, that's when I know like I need to find a way to like bring you back. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that is the one thing that was very, very clear about that I saw very true in some, not all, but some fraternity men. It was very clear how much they loved when new members would join mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. for their new members, for our new members. Yeah. That was day. That was night. We are now moving to my favorite time of everything as we did already a whole dedicated episode of this. Dangers and day drinking. 10 out of 10 recommend. Agreed. No, I have no oh, idea. Did I come out like a robot? No, oh, you're no, good. You're, good. you're okay. Sorry. It's always a little like baffling to me because we went to a place where dangers are so common because we had excellent weather and access to pools and all of these great amenities to make them possible. But I feel like everyone needs this experience. I agree. I agree. Great. So what was your either first danger, your favorite danger? A few words maybe to jog something up in a hot tub. Any stories you'd like to share? Oh, uh, yeah. Hopefully my audio will cut out this time, but I love dangers. 10 out of 10 will advocate for dangers. I'm kind of sad that they don't hit the same now that I'm older, <laughs> but I don't know if that's just because of the French, the friend group dynamics. I mean, my friends are still fun now, but I'm not sure if it was just because in college we were like young, we were having fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And now as adults, it might just be like, I'm not trying to get a hangover. Um, Like, especially on the weekend, like everyone starts to worry about the Sunday scaries. One of them is that that soup, uh, that people soup. You remember it was like literally like 12 people stuffed in a hot tub. I was taking pictures. I, don't know why. I was not and getting then in there. Some guy tossed me out. Oh, that's why. That's why I was in the soup. Yes. But um, <laughs> that was fun. I think that's, I'm not sure if it was that party, but I think that same party, I was on a surfboard in the pool. Yeah, some guy threw me in the pool. Uh, yes. I took a picture with a guy outside of the pool. It was a great time. I don't know. That day was fun. And I think Uber prices were cheap because it was they during were. the day. I feel like didn't everyone who got on the surfboard get like a skin reaction? I want to say I don't know yes. if I did or I never noticed. But I feel like people really? got hives. People who were got on the surfboard. I did not get on the surfboard. And surprisingly, you know what? I might have. I think it might have just been like rubbing against the board, like your leg. Maybe that's what it was. Because I had, I think that's what it was for me. I know some people got a reaction. I was like, that's not cute. Mm-hmm. But that was one of my favorite houses. I fell there twice, I believe. To be fair, they had like tile. They had tile and I was coming down from mm-hmm. the bathroom and I Yeah, the, those floors would get so slippery. But okay, can we also True. just take a minute and talk a little bit about the floors during frat parties? They're disgusting. You will ruin your shoes. You do wear- not go barefoot. I've heard about girls doing this. Do not do this. Mm. Ew. Yeah, Nasty. one of my friends was telling me that at the school that she went to in the South, like the girls would wear their cute shoes, but when they got to the door of the frat house, they would take them off so that they wouldn't ruin them but then they're just standing in the grossness I mean maybe they're not all as gross but if you have like a house or it's at a venue like I know it's like she said her toes would squish ew it happens it's gross don't do it but you know what I think that happens more at nighttime parties than it does in the daytime oh I I mean I think it's still pretty sticky in the daytime but you can see where you're stepping I think it's because in the day people can see the mess yeah you can see where you're stepping and then you can see the mess so people are like okay I'm gonna avoid it i'm gonna clean it up but at night it's mm-hmm. whatever good luck but also i think 
I love Dangerous because a lot of the times it was before like big event or like concert or something. And something about just being in the sun and being able to see people, I think it just made it kind of nice because you can mm-hmm. see what's going on. You can see who to avoid mm-hmm. and you can take cute pictures. So mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Bathing suits, pools, nice tropical themed drinks, ice otter pops galore. Ice luges. Yes. So speaking of style, one of the parties we always refer back to is <laughs> one of my highlights and probably of my college experience probably not for everyone else I mean everyone was similarly to me I just crashed harder and first uh-huh the party with the ice illusion the water guns with the shots in it what do you yes. remember about that day can you retell us that story from your eyes as our lovely designated I driver can. <laughs> I can so I remember picking everyone up I think it was like the four of us right just the four of us. It was us plus five of um, us. Angela's five, yeah. Angela's dorm friend and um Angela's little mm-hmm. and Angela we had laid across of you. We had Angela lay across the three of them. Yep. <laughs> I was in the front. Okay. Well, anyways, I remember going and then showing up to the front door. And I remember them being like, I don't know if this is in my imagination or this is how it went down. You guys can't come in unless you take a shot or whatever. And they had like handguns with shot with <laughs> yeah, you know shots inside. That. Maybe they didn't say it that way, but like in my head it's memorized like that. I think I remember being like flashing my keys and like, I'm the DD. And I think I might have gotten away with not taking one, but I don't really remember. So we they were went pretty in respectful. And the house I don't think they cool. Yeah, I don't think so. And then we see that they have an ice luge in one of the like one of the living rooms, whatever. And that was pretty cool because I've never seen one nor done one. And I was kind of mad, not mad, but I was like, oh man, like the day that I'm driving, like they have this. This is so cool. But I think I was able to just sneak a little, a sneak a little peek at it and like be next to it when you guys were doing some of that stuff. So that was pretty cool. And then we went outside and there was a pool. So people were in the pool and you guys were having a great time. I was being responsible. I think like at that age, I think it was our junior year, Yeah. right? I think at that age, I still wasn't comfortable to the point of like knowing, oh, I'll take one drink. And because you know, as an adult, it's like, oh, if I take one drink and drink water, I'll be fine to drive. I think at that point I was like, no, it's either like I stay completely sober or I'm going to black out. So I still didn't understand my myself at that time. You guys were having a great time. We were taking pictures, I think, because I have some yeah, pictures. Yeah, we took a lot of pictures um, that day. On whose phone? Yeah. My phone? Whose? My phone, because you guys all had your phone in the car. <gasps> That's right. Because we... we did? Well, so you might have had your phone, but I know Angela... I know several of our lovely ladies left their phones in the car because they didn't want them to get wet. Oh, that's right. My phone was in my pocket. I have pictures. I think my phone was with me too, just like in case. We took some great pics and everyone was having a great time. And I was talking to some people. And then like at the end or when we were about to leave, like, I don't know what happened, but like things just kind of went a little sideways <laughs> but I wanted to make sure that you guys were all okay so luckily there was a nice gentleman there who was kind of helping you all out and then he kind of told me what was going on and then like we escorted you out to my car and I think they gave us like a plastic bag for purposes that we are aware of and I don't know that's pretty much it. I like that clear I did not throw up in Stahl's you car. didn't you did not well that's that's where my next point was coming and I was gonna say I remember driving us to get 
food. I think it was KFC. Oh, I no, no, no. We weren't. We were in your first run home. You did make a second, or was it just me? I thought so. We- so no. So we. So the three of us left. I put you in the apartment. Then I went with Stell to go get the food. But then I think that I either had like adrenaline or something going on that was suppressing everything that I was feeling. And then when Stell dropped me off back at our you apartment, all of a sudden everything hit all at once oh no (laughs) I was fine I like I was okay but I I made it into the apartment but then I I slipped or I tripped or something and I ended up on the floor the food was okay but then I couldn't make it to Jay and I couldn't do anything else so then I had to call someone else to then come and take care of the two of us but then how did Olivia still had to go back to the party and pick up Olivia but you had that's what I was yeah if you had your food how did Olivia throw up in your food bag no that wasn't me no I know but like Olivia threw up in a paper bag I thought it was her own food bag bag. oh Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Got it me. was, girl. I remember that. Yeah. So that was my point. So I don't remember the details, <laughs> but I do remember a certain friend of ours full of mojos and I think chicken. And I wasn't really mad that she, I mean, yeah, that was the first time someone did that in my car and it kind of did make a little bit of a mess, but I kind of was like, I think this happened to me on my birthday. So it's kind of, what is it? Karma, but like in a, not in a negative yeah. way, just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, exactly. that's life. And so I think I was more mad at the fact that she did it in, to, in the food instead of <laughs> like outside of Valid. the food. Very, <laughs> so I very think, fair. I very fair. Her, like, I think I was telling her like, don't, don't do it in the food. Just do it on the side or something. But she, you know, she just went for it. So or I take the fries out. Person in, yeah, I think internally I was like, not the chicken. So, but the nice thing was that a sister who went out with us or who I was going to hang out with later or something, she helped me clean up the mess in oh, my car. So that nice. was nice. And she was really supportive. Yeah. And so I wanted to let our friend know, like, it's fine. It happens. Like, I vomited in someone else's car on my birthday. Yeah, we've all been there. So I, it doesn't bother me to this day, but I still am like, no. It's always, associated, it's, it's always associated with that day. Mm-hmm which I get. Mm-hmm. It's still a fun day though. I still liked it. I'm very fortunate. Uh, one of the very, very nice gentlemen in this fraternity who we were all different degrees of friendly with was so helpful on this day. And then he did ask me about it a few weeks later when I saw him on campus. I was like, yeah, we were at your party. He's like, oh, like, do you remember anything else? I'm like, no, I just remember going to your party. Had fun. <laughs> or at first he's like, hey. he definitely had some fun with that. Yeah. Cause he was like, Do you remember? I'm like, yeah, you were in like the philanthropy event with like our friend, our sister. And then he's like, Yeah. Do you remember from anything else? I'm like, no, couldn't couldn't recall what that was. But I think we all had some good time. Every time people pulled that line, like, oh, do you remember? Or like whatever, I would kind of panic and be like, What did I do? Usually it wasn't anything super serious, but I would still have a mini heart attack I know that's the one thing I'm glad like I no longer have to like wake up and check my like Instagram stories or Snapchat and be like what did I post and mm-hmm. like, r- r- like delete things I fortunately don't think I ever had to do that but I think looking back and now being adults and having to pay for our own alcohol I think we drink more responsibly and don't do that but for anyone young fun waxed and waxed in college going into college who wants to be responsible a few tips we have I say like a light piece of bread or crackers beforehand I don't think meals like personally for me I can never drink and eat Mexican food again because I had one real bad incident but I stick with light meals not something too acidic I think something like bread or like a slice of pizza you need to have something 
something in your stomach, but I wouldn't say you need to have a whole meal in within two hours. Chicken and avocado are actually supposed to be the best things that you can eat before you drink because it'll give mm-hmm. you like good sustenance and yes. protein. The good fats from the avocado for you are supposed to be helpful, but then also have your meals ready after. Like I got to be a pro at this and I could just order and time food to be delivered back to my apartment right as I was getting back from parties. But also we don't even really need to do that anymore with the advent of DoorDash and Uber Eats and everything because you can time that delivery already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a big uh, chicken tender queen. So mm-hmm. I would always be eating my little chicken tenders in the bathroom getting ready or side it with a little potato salad. Although I think it might not be good to do potato salad because I don't know, but chicken for sure definitely helped out a lot. Oh, and then I think also just knowing your knowing your limits, your boundaries, setting some setting a goal for yourself. I'm gonna cap myself at three drinks tonight. And then just like kind of like having that number in mind. And you know, maybe you want to change it, maybe you don't, but it's just something there to help keep you a little bit more responsible and accountable for what you're doing. See, more than that for me is pacing your drinks more than having a number because I think the thing for me, one of the nights when I was a yield freshman, not even 18 yet, probably when this happened, I would, I walked into a party and people allegedly again, under 18. So allegedly this could have happened as sisters would show up to the party. As soon as they saw me, they're like, let's take a shot. And that happened about four times in the span of 10 minutes because more sisters were just coming into the mm-hmm. party. So for me, it was the thing of like, yes, you should count, but also pace. Like, I think if you want to get like pretty good, I don't know. I mean, maybe if you have a much better tolerance than me, but I don't think most people too very quickly. And then like, let that sit for like 30 minutes to an hour Mm -hmm. and then go back. Or what I started doing my senior year, because I had noticed other sisters doing it is they would actually bring their own drinks to the party. So they wouldn't take Mm -hmm. anything that was offered Mm -hmm. to them. Like they'd have a flask or like a mug or something like kind of all set up with like their pre-mixed drink, which maybe had alcohol. Maybe it didn't, but like they were good for the night. Probably it did. Yeah, prob- yeah, you know, probably did. Probably. If they were over 21, probably did. Only if they were over 21. Only if they were over 21. But I think that's also- Well, just- mine too. Oh no, you're good. Water is my best friend. Only because I feel like in college, I pretended like water didn't exist when I would go out <laughs> and go out drinking and partying and all that stuff. But now as an adult, I'm like, okay, if I have X amount of- I don't really do the number drinks either. I guess it's just momentum. But there comes a point where I'm like, okay, I need to have water because I don't want to get dehydrated and- and also mm-hmm. just kind of helps slow me down and not get too crazy. Yeah. And then Gatorade, Pedialyte, fruit juices, milk, mm-hmm. all things that have really great rehydrating properties, but also aren't water if you've had a little bit too much to drink. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know this, water is actually a an emetic. And so if you have too much of it in congruence with alcohol, you will throw up. If you want to avoid that. And that is a recommendation, not actual medical advice. Yes. yes. Unless you would like to get to and also, no, let's not do that. Do your own research into it as well. But yeah, even if you want to skip drinking or if that's not your thing, it's always fun to just go somewhere sober and have a soda and have juice because people don't know what you're drinking in that red cup and you can mm-hmm. act exactly. silly. No, I'm just kidding. But sometimes I would DD and people would come up to me. Yeah, people would be like, oh my God, are you drunk? You're drunk, huh? And I would be like, I had to show them my keys and be like, no, I'm driving. I'm just having fun so you know whatever works for you mm-hmm. I remember what Angela told me about 
about the just to not drink water thing and it, it works for me so I believe the science behind it but either way like placebo like my mind's like okay don't drink water just drink juice and after you drink juice you'll feel better and I normally feel better but I think definitely yeah drink don't drink I think it is important if you're someone who likes to go out and likes to socialize and likes to drink to be able and to every so often like I'll do what like I'll, I'll detox myself is what I call it and I'll go out a few times with no alcohol around mm-hmm. my friends who drink because I think I don't want it to ever feel like a crutch to me mm-hmm. when I go out that mm-hmm. I can't have mm-hmm. a good time that happened a little bit my senior year honestly I was going out a little bit and I was like I think I'm not drinking excess I'm not even sometimes I'm only having one drink but it's the thing of like I go there first I don't want to say like I feel like I need it and it's like that's not great to do mm-hmm. especially for social environments so I stopped drinking for like six weeks a month or something and then I was like okay I can go to a party and be around my friends who are drinking and mm-hmm. be okay with it and not feel like super anxious have social anxiety or anything which probably wasn't real social anxiety more just like nerves I think it's good to be able to do both mm-hmm. yeah and I think especially when you find yourself in a situation like that like sometimes it's not even about oh it's like I need the drink it's just that you might need something to do to make yourself feel a little bit more comfortable in the situation maybe something to do with your hands I know something that I did Mm -hmm. fairly frequently is I would actually show up to a party with food so I would be holding either my to-go cup of soda or maybe the fries or the last like three or four (gasps) of my chicken nuggets come to my party Yeah, and I'd eat those as I was walking in and like settling in in like the first 10 minutes. And it was just, it was something that made me feel a little bit more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think the thing for me with going out now is if I'm not drinking, I feel like it's a waste to order something other than water. Like I don't want to pay for juice or I don't want to pay for a mocktail. Like, cause they're still like eight to $10 mm-hmm. up here. And that's too expensive mm-hmm. to pay for juice. But what I realized is it's important to buy the mocktail instead of the cocktail. Because if I'm just drinking water, I feel more like othered and less in it with my friends. So even if I am choosing to, I need to be willing to spend the money for the inclusion, even if I'm not drinking. Because I normally would just go out and drink water and my friends would just like do shots or get like bowls or a bunch of things that I've been. I'd feel very much, oh no, I'm over here like daddy drinking water when I could have just gotten like, I had a virgin Moscow mule recently. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Just so like being willing to spend the money Oh. Or even sometimes like you don't yeah. have to, like maybe your party has spent so much on alcohol that they will just give them to you for free. I know we didn't get charged for the pineapple juice. I know. <gasps> nice. Yeah. We, we went out two weeks ago and we, last week. Last week. <laughs> we went out last week and our, and what we ordered like three or three bowls. One, <laughs> two different bars. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that yeah, sounds we, fun. Juice, I mean, get charged. Yeah. so there you go. As long as you pace yourself, because lately I'm like, oh, I don't feel anything. And then like, there comes a point in the night where it's like, bam, I get hit like a train and it's like, oh, I thought I was. I thought I grew past this phase, nope. but I guess I still need to work on it. So. And then it just gets worse. Pace yourself. Mm-hmm. So thank you for coming on. We loved having this chat with you. Thank you for having me. It's always good to reminisce. Hopefully I can be on future episodes on other topics because I love to talk a lot. Oh, of course. We'd love to have you back on. Oh, yeah. No, watch watch your inbox. You'll get an invite imminently. I will. And I'll strategically strategically choose somewhere else to do this so I don't keep cutting and hanging up and all that stuff. Oh, my gosh. You're totally fine. I've had worse recordings with just Angela. Yeah. Oh, okay. My my setup at home is so inadequate like I've made the bar very low for everyone else so it's gonna be it's always good well yeah it's been an honor and I'm excited oh no no go ahead and finish because then I'm just gonna sign us out I will be surprising y'all with merch soon or something because I'm your biggest fan you guys I feel like I won a radio contest and I was on you know 
the host show whatever for like entering a contest that's how I feel so thank you very much for having me yay thank you and on that note thank you for listening to this episode of In Omnia Paratus grab your coffee bowls and don't forget to rate download and follow at Apple Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts as always where you lead will follow so head on over to at In Omnia Pod on Instagram and let us know what you'd like to hear about in the comments Bye. It's not four years. It's for life. Yay.